0: hey everyone eric watson here freelance writer player of games writer of words recorder videos and tabletop role-playing aficionado welcome to the dm roundtable for november 2022 if you're wondering where the october one was there was no dm roundtable in october instead we did a second uh, patreon D&D game this is a chance for patrons to get together and discuss topics in tabletop rpgs and by sharing our ideas thoughts and experiences we can all become better dms or gms the dm Roundtable discussions are open to all patrons at every level of patreon.com slash rogue watson You don't have to be an active participant. You can jump in here and lurk to your heart's content, and we are glad to have you. This month's topic, as determined by the Patreon poll, is player rotation. Starting and finishing a campaign with the same players is typically the goal, but that's often not the case in the average D&D campaign. Whether due to real-life scheduling or player drama or just lost interest, how do we deal with players leaving and new players joining in the middle of ongoing campaigns and storylines? Joining me for this month's DM roundtable, we have Stan. Good evening. Genocider. Hello. And Christopher.
1: Hello, good evening.
0: Hello. So this is something that uh, I had blissfully no experience with until recently doing the Patreon DD games. I've been blessed with having a uh, very consistent group of uh, extremely old friends with which to play D and D with, so I haven't had to deal with, um, you know, having players come and go, and I never did the, uh, you know, random pickup games or adventures league things or anything uh, like that. And then the Patreon D and D games kind of uh, introduced me to the concept of using different players, having kind of the concept of coming and going, but it's a little bit different in my case because a lot of players aren't necessarily. Um, permanently leaving instead they will just you know will not be there for a week and somebody else will come in but still uh it creates a unique environment in terms of uh you know just dealing with party composition from a game point of view but also a player uh point of view like you know if i wanted to plan for certain players to be there for certain games that could be uh, very difficult down the road and then how do you explain that in universe uh having you know players suddenly just disappear and reappear and i've always looked at uh, Acquisitions Incorporated is my personal model for a uh, show slash D&D campaign, and I thought they did the same thing. They they often had players come and go. They, they had a set group for a while, for years, but then that group kind of developed, and some players left, and the new ones came, and then they got to a point where it was uh, almost a pretty regular rotation between uh, every couple games, and they just kind of explained it away like you know oh you look over and that person's gone and now another person you know comes in during the story or something they they, they kind of made it work and it was it wasn't ever a very serious game so i think it could work a little bit better that way and we're just you know in it for uh the the fun and the the storytelling cinematic feel so that was kind of how i've always looked at uh modeling but i'm interested to hear from uh, all of you what your experiences are either as players or dms or gms um, with having not necessarily just talking about a player not being there because I think that's almost a separate topic, although that will probably come up here because it overlaps pretty obviously, but more on the lines of like players permanently or very long term leaving in the middle of a campaign or just having and or having another person uh come on board, Stan, do let me know if you have experience with this
2: um i ran a a four-year and a five-year campaign and so i had in the one campaign i almost had a complete turnover i think i, I was running really? a uh, yeah i had a complete turnover in uh what we refer to as my girls game um by the end of it there were no original players wow i had i had a complete uh complete party turnover
0: can I so, can um, I pry or is it it gets too personal sure. about what okay? Um
2: circumstances changed, you know. Uh we had uh one of the ladies got married, and you know, they're you know, life changes, life happens, uh she's expecting her first, so they step out of the game. Some of the others go, it's like, well, you know, it's not it's not as much fun not having this person at the table. Well, I had brought in my niece, uh, one of my nieces come in and she's playing. And I've got, as you know how it is, like, I've got a story that's going to take me at least another six months to wrap this sucker up. And my niece wanted to play. So um I got two of my other friends to come in, and they filled in that gap. And then I had a, another buddy come in as a special guest NPC that... um everyone just loved. And so he ended up joining the party. So at the end, it turned out to be two guys and two girls that finished out my girls campaign.
0: <laughs> so it was a gradual turnover of events that just happened. Yeah, with certain... I mean,
2: grand total, if you had a four person party, I probably had seven different, seven or eight different people play in that game. Wow. I mean, over time, like uh, one of my original players, she was only in it for three ga- three games. She'd never played D anD D before, and went, "Yeah, this isn't really my thing." And we wrote her out of the story. She had an epic sendoff, and then someone else filled in. And that, then... was, that was that was my
0: follow up. Sorry, to, that was my follow up. Mm-hmm. Also, was um, do you yeah, do you write that into the story somehow? I guess because you're given a heads up, a, a two weeks notice, basically, mm-hmm. that you get a chance yeah. to make that part of the story.
2: Um I had yeah um uh, was able to the one she um to the party it looked like she laid down her life so they could get away. And so you know had this great send off well they find out later that she was captured and escaped. So she's now a character running around in my universe. Oh, okay. And then one of the my best DM moments was a player's leaving. Uh our paladin decided to uh you know life circumstances happened um had to leave. And it was one of the best con jobs I have ever done as a DM. Um, Old Gnawbones, the the big bad green dragon that lives in the Sword Coast, has the ability to impersonate a silver dragon. And so, and our Order of the Dragon Knight wants to always serve a serve a dragon. So Old Gnawbones shows up in the guise of a silver dragon. They make the bargain. I'm going to be this their knight commander, and. As they're flying off with uh, with that character, she drops the disguise into her green, scaly self, and all they heard was their friend screaming as, <laughs> as she flies off. Dark. I had objects thrown at me. <laughs> I had every girl at the table jumped up. I, they were chucking stuff, and I go. I looked at our draconologist, and I go, check your book, and she whips out, and I gave her a little notebook of all the stuff that she, her character knew. She starts flipping through, and it's like one, two. He told us the entire night. I was dropping clues all night that she was not who she said she was. Oh, that's cool. And so <laughs> you got the big from- reveal <laughs> moment. <laughs> that was one of my best cons. Yeah, the Kaiser Sorry. shows a <laughs> staring at the
0: bulletin board. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's interesting, though, having a complete turnover. So, like, when the game starts, did you have, like, these grand plans for these characters in terms of integrating the story? And then that had to just completely change over time.
2: Um, this is the uh, horde of the dragon queen. So, you know, you're already, you're already on a railroad. Okay. Um, and so, but I always want to pull in character stories, you know, um, one of the, uh, kind of like what Chris did with you guys with, uh, storm Kings, you know, that everybody had their little side connections quests and to yeah, yeah. those kind of things. And, um, where he had the entire half the continent to play with, you know, to run around and do stuff with um you can do that with horde of the dragon queen you know you're running into um one of the draconologist volo is one of her adversaries so when they get the water deep you know she's got you know this competition with him you know going on and then you know you had the paladin burning into dragon you know some of the dragon stuff and it's yeah pulled in a lot of different backstories and stuff but you know, I had one PC they wrote out of their character that they got PTSD. They were cleric that multiclassed in the fighter because they'd seen some stuff. Tired of their friends getting hurt and realized I went too far. I need, and that's how we wrote them out is I need to go home and get my head on straight. Oh, wow. And she retired. Had a lot of very
0: serious she... <laughs> player exits. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. um, I, I te- you know, as, you, as well, well established, I run a realistic game. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of drama and stuff in it. Nice. So, a lot of different ways you can write them out. I um, do like
0: the ones that, that give you the keys to that character as a future, mm-hmm. like NPC or villain or just recurring character. That's always fun.
2: Did not kill any of them off. Um, but the, um, the one that went with Old Gnawbones is now a junior big bad nice by the by the end of the campaign they were terrified of her because they knew what she could do when she was on their side Mm -hmm. and they figured out he's been living leveling her up the same time he has with us i don't want to fight that (laughs) level scale
0: (laughs) (laughs) elder scrolls rules i don't
2: i don't i don't want a piece of that nope
0: uh genocider do you have experience as a player or dmgm with uh serious player rotation
3: I do. Uh so I grew up as a military brat, so me and all my friends' families would move every couple of years. So we had a lot of rotation. And uh when I was a DM I would always wanna write like an intro and an exit for people who come and, and leave as a player. Like I, I don't really care about that now. It's just you know, just get this guy in there. Like
0: I just wanna show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you need a like a primer on at least what's going on in the story, or you just wanna be like just I'll sit in the background for the first session and see what's going on?
3: Yeah, so I, I think a primer would help, but uh the game that I'm playing in now is the latter. Like I joined kinda in the middle of the campaign and I'm just like uh playing my guy as a, a newbie. And I'm
0: just rolling with that. Yeah. Have you been able to uh, mesh with all the different personalities and people at the table? Uh, I assume you like some more than others, but have you ever just said... You drop into a game and be like, oh, I love playing D&D, but this group is not going to work. Or were you able to kind of take that group with you?
3: Uh, so the game I'm playing now is with my uh, real-life family, like my brothers and stuff. So uh, like I, I kind of found one character that I like attach myself to and we have that going there and yeah
0: it's, it's been good. Nice. Uh, Christopher, what your experiences as a player or a DM with a player rotation.
3: Sure.
1: So for the, my DM side, I've only really had to deal with this a few times with, um, I, I mean, I run with the kids, uh so teenagers they wanna play, and then they don't wanna play, um, so we just kind of handle you know, my son didn't want to play his character for about two months, um you know, so that just the character just went away, and I kind of treat it uh like soap operas, you know, soap operas go on forever, and the cast keeps going, but it's the same type of thing, and same world, you know they're yeah. just not they're just not here uh or you know, oh you know, we cover it in like a two minute uh thing and then that character is just like out of it. Right? They went to go do a side quest for somebody they meant down and maybe they won't be back. Uh or they come back and then we've had them um course that come back as like, well maybe you come back as this other character. You know that if you weren't having fun with that class, come back was this other thing and we reintroduce them uh, into the party, uh, it was with um, Dragons of Fire Speak, where you grab all those little missions, uh, so it was kind of easy to just attach him to one of those missions, and then he joined back in, and, and things were well. Uh, as a player, um, outside of the Patreon D&D game, uh, we have games with adults that, you know, it's like an every other week, game, uh, some get fully pushed because we're we don't have quorum, uh, but the ones where we do have quorum, a lot of times we'll play how many how so many uh, how
0: many is a quorum? what's the does everybody have to be there or
1: uh usually three okay. uh, we'll play we'll play if there's three okay um, but these are like parties of five, yeah uh, you know, so having two people miss it's uh it kind of does weird things to party composition yeah. um you know and it's like uh however we're playing we're in things where this is a Dungeons and dragons as a stress relief as a you know uh we we all work really hard so we're like all kind of like let's play right it's it's good uh mental health yes. games <laughs> uh and for those it's it's super loose if two people can't make it then that's fine um you know we're not uh sounds like i would really love to play in stands uh, but this other group we're not uh stan will kill your ass you know, if you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> right right you will go out and the blaze of glory whether you know it or not um <laughs> You know, but we uh and there's some overlap between for people wise in the two games, right? So um some of us are there all the time and some of us uh have trouble making it. Um we kinda we have not had a well, hey, our tank is not here or this is not here. Uh and fortunately we haven't had the moment of uh in the middle of a player arc. Uh, someone is not there.
0: That's my biggest concern um, that I wanted to ask about. Also, I'm glad you brought that up is like, there are, you know, if you're planning for a whole session and this person is going to, you know, it's, it's to explore this person's character arc and then they're not, and this kind of bleeds over into just having a player not there too. But, or if you've got a, a player had like a very important role in your campaign, like they had a very central, maybe it was a twist or something that turns out they were like the brother of the big bad or something, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden that player leaves the campaign. You're like, oh man, this was like really devastating to my storyline. And I was gonna see if anybody had experience trying to fix that the too. Gr-
2: the girls game. Yeah. When, so it's Horde of the Dragon Queen. Draconologist quits. Yeah. Um, You start looking around. How many people, how many characters around here can speak uh, Draconic? Oh. <laughs>
0: um,
2: If you don't have that in hot DQ, you've got a problem um you know there's just certain skills you have to have as a team in that campaign or you're just not going to have a good time yeah so it was you had to you know and you had to come up with creative ways of you know people leaving like the the wizard's uh, long lost i did a dread pirate roberts the 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 wizard's uh, supposedly dead husband is actually now uh, he was captured by pirates down in Chult, and so um, they and they, you know, she leaves and goes down there, and you know that's how my niece came in, is they needed someone else to fill in that role, they needed a bodyguard, and she came in as a paladin.
0: Has anybody had an issue where a player left and they and they were like the tank or the healer to use you know the mechanical MMO terms, and then the, a new player came in? and they're like you know i, I want to play a sorcerer or something you know like a bard or something that's not mm-hmm. you know that role and that like that really changes the party comp
2: when the cleric left um the next person that came in wanted to play wizard
0: yeah <laughs> we can run into that a little bit with our patreon D game too with uh certain characters yeah, I was leaving gonna say that yeah
2: um uh-huh yeah <laughs> uh, someone got volunteered to play tank last last session
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i still have the scars to prove it <laughs> yep yeah that creates uh it, it's funny as, as a dm i'm not sure i would specifically try to build around that necessarily um I, I would it's just balance is such a hard thing anyway with party comps and so even though yeah you're missing a tank but you've got you know a second sorcerer or um if you've got um I don't know, whatever. But if you got like more melee people or something, maybe you could throw different combinations of creatures at the party to either, either end. You could either exploit that weakness that the party has, even though it's not you know their fault, uh, or let them just dominate because like, oh well, we've got you know two sorcerers this week. Maybe I'll throw a bunch of little guys at them, and then the sorcerers can take advantage of all their AOE spells or something. Um, from a DM point of view, that's something I could look at. My biggest worry though is is the the quest arc thing. It's like how. If I don't necessarily, especially in my point of view, if I don't necessarily know even who my players are—I mean, I have a pretty good, you know, guess—but who my players are going to be week to week, how would I, how would I try and form those uh, player-specific quest arcs, like entire sessions that are designed for, like, hey, your player is going on this. It's you know, video game terms like uh, the BioWare games did this very well, or or older games, you know, the Baldur's Gate series or something, Neverwinter Nights. Uh, to use D&D games where all your characters had like, you know, your party members had like one specific quest line and you were to go to a dungeon or an area and do a thing. Um, I, I like doing those in D&D. I think that's very fulfilling for the characters and that's, you know, they can get a cool rewards out of that and that's something you can design right from the start. Although player rotation then comes into it about having to then uh, decouple that and then add a new one. But then if you're, technically, if you've got different players... Um, you know, rotating in and out every single time you play, then that gets a lot trickier to try and, and plan for that. I'm not sure I know what the best answer is other than to try to just see like, okay, I know I've got, you know, a thing coming up where I want this certain person needs to be there. So maybe they just need to be able to lock in. Um, And maybe everybody is just given at least one, you know, session that's going to be focused on their player character that they can have that session because that's, uh something that's i'm running into as as being a tricky thing to prep for is how to do those players uh single player focused missions or quest arcs or whatever else uh without having that set team
2: i think it goes with the the meme have you tried talking to the player yet yeah uh yes no and you know (laughs) that flow chart yeah um that um communicating ahead of like hey I've got some really important stuff coming up for your character. Uh, can we lock in the next two two sessions? You know, these two dates. Yeah, um, you're really gonna want to. Be- Trust me, you're really gonna want to <laughs> be there. Yeah. Um, if you know, if you set that and they're going like, oh, now they're really interested, they're really invested, and, mm-hmm. you know, they're the one that's gonna show up early for that session and be all, you know, all ready to go and hyping it to their friends, like, I don't know what he's got planned, but this is gonna be good. Yeah, you know, and so just a little communication can help with that.
0: I, I've run you... into a, a few time in the in the main game I've had um where uh I I had Maybe not a player focused one, but it was definitely going to involve that player's character more. And then I was told uh, in advance that that player wouldn't be able to make it. And then I can make adjustments going into it. Probably the worst case scenario is if you've got that one set up, you think the player is going to be there. And then all of a sudden the session is about to start and that player, you know, says, hey, I can't make it. And you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is not going to work then. Uh, go ahead, Genesis. Are you going to say something? Do you feel the need to write players
3: in and out of the uh, session, like if if they come and go?
0: That's a good question.
3: Uh, right, is the guy not here? He's, he's, whatever like? Yeah, that, and I, I want to
0: open that to all of you as well. Um, in terms of the story, like like what is the excuse for that character not being there? I think, I, again, I think acquisitions Incorporated is actually. Uh, my good example of, of them doing that. Sometimes it's pretty serious where it's like, Hey, obviously we're just starting a quest arc and these are the players we have and others. It was very obvious. They were in the middle of, you know, a dungeon or an event or something. And it was literally like they turn around, that person's gone. And then all of a sudden this other person happens to be there. There's no way they should be there normally, but they just show up. So it was just almost a crazy, like, you know, hilarious coincidence. Somebody shows up at the right time, but that also makes for good cinematic storytelling. Um, I don't think we've really, I, so far in the Patreon game, which is the example I have, I don't really think we've even accounted for it much yet. Um, you know, I try, if you remember when I started the Rhyme of the Frost main campaign, I tried to have a rule for this, and I don't know if you guys remember that Chris and Heather were very vocal in pushing back against me, but it was, hey, if your player, if the player isn't there, then the player character is like sucked into a little soul jam or something, and they're immune, you remember that? And they're like immune from all damage. I forgot, I read about this and thought it'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. They're like immune from all damage so their, their player character's not there, but they're still there with the party. They just can't interact with anything and they're just, they're not a force at all to be there. And my party had a shit fit about that. They're like, well, no way, we don't want to be without that player. And, and here I thought I was providing a service saying, hey, nobody has to run this player character. But the pushback I got was like, oh well, I guess we're just going to be running that player character then. And So far to the player's credit, it hasn't been that bad. Like occasionally we just have the player, you know, auto attack or whatever else um, they have to do. Uh, So that hasn't worked out like I thought. Maybe the patron game we can incorporate that where, because right now we don't have that, right? We don't have that player character there present at all. So I thought, well, maybe I could do that in the patron game is have, if the person's not there, they're sucked into their little soul gem thing. I don't know why I picture, like Diablo for this, but they're sucked into like a little soul gem thing. The party, you know, it, it, they turn into, like an inventory item for the party almost. So, because the thing is, I always want every player character to be there with the group, um, but they're just not in the active party. And I realize that gets really weird narratively. And especially in Roll 20, where we're visualizing, you know, tokens on a battle map. And it's, it's weird to have another character rotate in. And, and especially in this session we're in you know, we just traveled 400 miles to a different city. Well, you know, any player who wasn't there, they'll rotate in again, they'll just be there, right? So of course they traveled with you guys, but we didn't mention them traveling with everybody and and you didn't get to see them uh, necessarily on the map. So it it does create a weird uh, issue there that, uh, you know, maybe we can brainstorm something, but my initial thought was, uh, you know, we can choose the weird soul gem thing idea, what I what I don't want to do is have is have to keep up with all the the tokens and everything and and have to, for players that aren't there and have to put them on the map. I know for for an old ass video game. I don't know if you guys know the reference. to This the Shining Force series. Uh, I played to death on the Sega Genesis. It was a JRPG series where the battles played out like chess matches, and I fucking loved that. But they uh, you collected heroes left and right. Like every single battle and event, you gained a new hero. You could only field twelve. At a time as, as a proto-fire emblem series, I guess. Um and they you had this magic caravan you acquired around the time you got your like twelfth member, and then anybody you weren't using, they were inside this little automated wagon thing. You know, like like a like a like a community pokeball, basically. <laughs> they would hang out in there and then you would travel around and then anytime you wanted to switch party members, you would go into that thing and just pull out your party. So everybody technically traveled with you and they were always with you, but they weren't in the active party. That's a very video game terminology to use. And so trying to wrap that around to a semi-realistic, you know, tabletop RPG. I don't know if I have the best answer for that. And that is a really good question. So I'm gonna turn it to Christopher and Stan, if you guys have thoughts on um, when those, when you have characters who need to not be there for an extended period of time, and then they come back. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to write that in. You know, if you're in a town or you're, you know, between missions, then obviously, yeah, that person just shows up. The person left, no problem doing that. But what if you're in the middle of a heist or you're in the middle of a, done, you know, last time you left off a session or do you not do like me and you always leave it at a point where players can rotate it out and have longer sessions?
1: I, um, so the, watching your streams and watching when two or three, of our player or two players of ours can't make it i'm always like well wait a minute shouldn't we be able to control the character but we just drag them off the map um and it's it's weird for like 30 seconds but this is a game about dragons so i think we can handle some little thing then actually the way the party our group goes it's so casual that it's like not a thing like oh so and so's not here, and so and so's not here. We just drag them out, and then within a few seconds, it you're you're we're back in it, and it goes. And the way that the certain party composition uh, is just changes, uh, so that combats don't always look the same. You know, we are just get more creative, and sometimes it's like uh, it adds to some of the excitement sometimes.
0: I do think party comp wise has actually been really interesting. Not necessarily seeing the same, and I don't disparage obviously, you know, the same group coming because that's what a lot of D and D is—is seeing all the same tactics and stuff. We level up, getting abilities, but it is interesting. On the benefit of having player rotation regularly is you do get more dynamic party compositions um, throughout different sessions, and you know how how do they change their tactics and how do all their abilities mesh together. So that's some uh, an interesting benefit to having that.
2: I was going to say, I've got, I, I might not be the best person to answer this question, but we'll have fun with it. Um, but the other, the, op, the easy answer is they're with the wagon train. They're with the horses. Yeah. Or you they're know, there. I mean,
0: they're just not on the map and that kind of thing. Right.
2: And I think for us that works very well, you know, like for the last session, IO was just taking care of the horses as well. Yeah. We were doing camp and, you know, whatnot. And. Uh, or she's the reason why Bond didn't lose the wagon, you know those kind of things. Would it would it uh,
0: help? And, and all of you are in the Patreon D and D games. So would it help to mention that at the start of each session? And, and at this point, we've got a regular uh, cast of uh, six with five slots. So there's mm-hmm. right now there's just one person who we'd have to mention. Um, would you all like that if if we kind of included like, hey, here's what this person's doing. You know, while you all are doing the active adventure right now, because I think right now we've I, almost been ignoring and work. just kind of moving forward.
2: I think it would work.
0: Yeah, you know, come up with some, and, and maybe maybe that's something we can do um, with the players' help too. Like leading up to the session, is say, hey, if you can include a little blurb about you know uh, what you're doing. The only part that's going to get really weird again is if we have to, and it hasn't happened too much, but you know there are long dungeon crawls um uh, for example we had the one uh spoilers on our patron dd game i guess between the end of the the crypt and the start of the uh the cult temple level where you guys were just in the middle of a dungeon um so if we had player rotation in that one then that gets a little wonky because it's like all right this person just said hey i need to go back in to the surface or whatever and then the other person like you know it's a tag team effort but you could still do that i mean it's it happens um but it, it will be think, harder to do when you're think, in the middle of those kind of situations
1: the other thing is we don't play weekly so monthly you have addition uh, an additional advantage which is the recap is where everybody gets back into the story mm. right so controlling that recap um you know you could retcon you know the swap true um because, uh, you know, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I take notes, but it's not until we talk about where we are or why we're here one more time right as we're starting that I'm back in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Re- Recaps yeah. for the win. <laughs> I'm a big yeah. fan of that's doing that, especially when a- we'd have, yeah, two, three, and four weeks between sessions yeah. for sure. The
2: other thing I've done is uh, my car- my players will control if someone's out. They will control that character. Other than like, especially in combat, it's like I'm not going to run your I'm not going to run your person for you. Um, you guys can run that. Um, if it's any role playing something whatnot, I'll step in and I'll do some of the RP for them. Um, but I'm also the guy that has killed a character. Uh, in those terms, uh, guy wasn't there. His buddy was running it. Wow. I I set a trap. Of <laughs> hey, we need a healer. We need a healer. And the guy playing the paladin grabs his cleric buddy's character, and the two of them ran right up. It was a trap, and they got wailed on. <laughs> oh, and I wow. killed and, and I killed the cleric. I killed the party's cleric. And when the player
0: wasn't there. The was, player wasn't at the table. Oh, my god!
2: It's like, you were authorized to run that character. Yeah. And, <clears throat>
0: Yeah. You if you up. had if you had mm. the keys to the car and you
2: my ongoing plug for uh <laughs> of uh dreaded accursed, I used some uh amped whites and dropped them. You go to zero points from a white, you're dead. And you come back twenty four hours later as a zombie. Oh, there was yeah. no chance there was no chance of bringing <laughs> him back. <laughs>
0: the player comes back and are like you're Your character sheet just says zombie now.
2: (laughs) No, they tossed his body into a forge. They turned him to ash. That's fair. It's like, it's what he (laughs) would have wanted. He wouldn't have wanted to be undead. Very fair. He was the cleric. So, yeah.
1: It would be better if that person didn't find out until the recap. Oh my gosh, they're terrible.
2: (laughs) We made him tell his buddy. He had to go to college the next day and tell his buddy. I'm the I'm the reason your character's dead.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. That would be what? That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely don't want to have anybody controlling, um, again, our our patron DD is mm-hmm. a slightly different situation, but mm-hmm. I don't have anybody controlling those extra, uh, players. And, and frankly, and a, a reason, you know, the reason I capped it off at five is I think it's just, uh, easier to balance, d and d as well with five i think already d d is already balanced for four and you have to kind of increase the, especially with long term veterans as we are uh you have to kind of increase the difficulty as it is with five players um and then everything just takes a lot longer with going beyond that so but yeah i like the idea of of mentioning it in the recap and even if we don't do it during the session then surely we can come up with you know some logical means but again it i i try to run a game that you know, exists in this reality, but yes, this reality is a realm of magic where people can, you know, zip in and out and all that. Um it's almost MCU like kind of where it's this hyper realistic where, you know, people I imagine a lot of people have normal day to day lives, but then on the other hand there's, you know, alien invasions and uh you know, Wong teleporting through portals and busting abomination out of prison and all that good stuff.
1: Joke's good show. Bullers. Yeah. <laughs> so so Stan, let me ask you a question and maybe this is a topic for another round table. How do you deal with uh, characters, players that get super attached to their character? Um, do you do you see that and then you kill that character? Uh, How do you live with
2: player.
1: yourself? Oh, no, no, I mean like... Uh, Actions have consequences, I've, darn it. I've, I've seen... I've seen... Uh, characters die and the and a player takes it you know like uh you know like a pet dying actually you know or no, or deeper worse. Than that
2: that's worse i've i've had i've had players that i could kill their character but if you touch my dog <laughs>
0: um,
2: no, 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 I, I actually no i actually had to turn someone's pet dog into an onyx statue so I could use oh, AoE character. against the party <laughs> so the dog would go into a statue and they could bring it back the next dawn.
0: It's, it's why you can't take dogbeat along in the Fallout games. Like You can't do it. They, that dog has realistic like whining sounds. Like, I'm not going to take that dog into combat with me? Fuck no. I don't care how loyal Meat is. He's staying at home yeah, with it, a good boy it, and he's not going to risk his life.
2: It, it's a lot easier to kill off a character than it is to kill off one of their pets. Because <laughs> they will hurt you. <laughs> Yeah, I play remember, I play around a table. I don't play over a VTT. They will hurt you.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny is uh I uh so most of you should have gotten your uh art by now from uh shout out to Jimmy mm-hmm. McClure. And I know Brandon mentioned he's like, Oh, you know, I wasn't you know, I was being like half suicidal with my character before, you know, just having fun with it, but now that I saw the art, I'm kind of attached to him.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm like, yeah, that's probably gonna happen.
2: No, yeah, it's um Actions have consequences i've um I have at one point in the, in the girls' game uh everybody but the cleric went down. one character was dead, two were unconscious. she went marine corpsman who cares about the dragon flying overhead started picking up other characters nice. you know firemen carrying them into a temple, throwing them down and it was a great heroic thing, and they she brought everybody back she was she was the absolute hero, the ball. Uh, loss of that of that section and i'm just going with what the dice do so
0: but player death is is a, certainly a, a different topic to talk about but that, that well, player death and player character death sorry player character, death, death. Sorry. Player character. please things. don't kill your players psa please don't kill your players yes. um yes. yes player character death is certainly a topic which is probably worth revisiting because i think it was one of my earliest ones and i don't think we've revisited since then and i don't actually have a lot of experience with that although now i do have some experience um, um
2: that shirt that I tend to, uh, that I wear for the patron games—that yeah. is my killer DM shirt <laughs> with the skull and crossbones. That's what they called me was the killer DM, way back when I was in college. But um, in that game, talking about player rotation, we did uh, we were playing Robotech sci-fi, and we had a carrier with all of our fighters in it. We never knew who was going to be there on a Friday night, mm-hmm. so whatever the mission was, you never scripted anything on players. Whoever shows up's going on the mission. And that's they'd go out, and everything was supposed to be resolved in that one game.
0: That, that's how I was, when I initially did the Patreon D&D games, that's kind of how I was picturing it, is, if you recall, it, it was, you know, they were one-shots, so it was a complete mission. So it was like, hey, you, and so there wasn't going to have to be any reason for, in-game reason for player rotation. It was just, hey, you're all part of this faction, and then whichever of you happen to be there and get the call, you get to go out and do uh, this one mission. So structurally, I think the one-shot um, probably worked better for player rotation. Had we had more aggressive player rotation, if we had more you know, people coming and going, I think that would have fit the bill better and been easier to parse. But since we ended up having a more consistent group of players and it was much easier to prepare on my end to switch to a campaign, you still run into the kind of wonkiness of, of the player rotation versus the one-shot, but I think it ultimately works better and I'm having... Uh, a blast doing by the ghouls. But yeah, that, that's what reminded me of it is that was my original plan. And if you're caught, you know, everybody's part of that. Uh, what a Kalinar's crew like faction and you were all getting sent out on those missions. You weren't a, on a carrier, but you were, you know, at the
1: mm-hmm.
0: adventurers base or something. You're all getting called out to do these visions, um, uh, versus just being this one group. Now it'll be interesting if we have, um, more players rotate into the Patreon D and D game, how we incorporate that. Um, you know, we'll, Pick them up, and they'll can just be part of the ongoing group um, that thus travels. If somebody were to permanently leave that group, then we just basically gradually not talk about them and kind of forget about them. I don't have unless I have forewarning that the person's like, "Hey, I'm gonna step out, but I'd still like to play another game." Then we can do something like what Stan's been talking about, where we're actually have like an episode where that character does this big moment and has this either blaze of glory or this fun like you know cinematic send off where that you know they get captured or turned into a villain or something but in order to to pull that off i would need you know forewarning from that player that that's something that uh can happen versus just you know kind of gradually or or leaving without saying anything uh in which case i just kind of have to (laughs) gradually forget about that uh that player character and then move on with everybody else
3: i couldn't be happier with the players we've had in the patron games it's been so much fun.
0: I agree. Yeah. It's, you guys have been great. It's been absolutely blessed. Yeah. That's, and that talk about nerves when you first put that up together. Cause I, I don't know. You know, and, and thankfully, because of these roundtables, I, I had gotten to, to know a lot of you and obviously through the Discord chat. So it wasn't like completely walking into, you know, a, a blind date or something like that. I, I had a pretty good idea, but, you know, still you can know people. And then when you get to the table, you know, personalities might flare or uh you know issues might arise or something but holy crap this that has been an absolutely just flawless uh joyful thing for me it's still a lot of work to prep another D D game i don't think i could do more than my load right now at least at the point i am in my life right now but uh it's it's been absolutely fun uh to do that i i will say doing a campaign has lowered my stress level quite a bit compared to a one-shot that's been nice having that because it's because it's what i'm used to doing with the live game as well as having having that structure there the framework and then kind of knowing what's going to happen knowing the overarching story ahead of time and then allowing me to do my thing and really you know pull things apart and expand on things and focus on what i think is fun uh and then yeah just creating a fun session so i agree I'm, i'm glad that was said uh I guess we could do closing thoughts on player rotation, the ups and the downs and the experiences with it, and uh how we can turn it to our advantage or just uh mitigate any flaws that it has. Uh let's go with Christopher closing thoughts on player rotation.
1: Um I mean life happens and uh roll with the punches. It's the uh it'll be better for everybody, you know, in most cases, just kind of roll with it. You know, we can all kind of accept, you know, a quick change. Um, And actually 10 minutes goes by, you you probably won't remember. Um, You'll be in it.
0: Good advice. Uh, Genocider, closing thoughts on player rotation.
3: Yeah, I agree with Christopher. Like, uh, you don't have to write, like, a perfect intro or a perfect exit for every character. Like, we're mostly adults here, and uh we all understand life happens, and, yeah, just roll with the punches.
0: And, and sometimes, it, it can depend on the player, too. I think some players would, would really want to uh, get into the world and the lore and be like, hey, I really want to introduce my character, and I come from here, and this is what I'm all about. And other players are going to be like, hey, I just want to quietly, like, show up, and you know, stay in the background and get to know everybody and, you know, tiptoe my way in and not have the spotlight be shown on me. And I think, um, you know, hopefully the DM can pick up on that and there's a conversation there, specifically when adding new players. So don't, you know, necessarily automatically thrust the spotlight on the new player because they might not like that or they might like that and maybe they want to, you know, come out, come out with, a, with a bang. So that's definitely something to discuss because there's a lot of different personalities that can show up. Uh, Stan, yeah, closely, you got- go ahead oh sorry yeah please go I, ahead
3: I say, uh, if, if you got a cool story to tell like tell it yeah, yeah. it's awesome
0: yeah
2: yeah and that's also that's... why we're here
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly
2: and and that's where you know in my experiences you have some times where a new person comes in they want to assume uh, an existing character from the person that just left Ooh. you have other times you have um you know they want to go out in a you know this memorable blaze of glory, either you know kill off my character for me or let you know let me go home and recuperate and retire um communicate with your players, find out what works for them, and see how you can incorporate that into the ongoing or <clears throat> surviving characters story <laughs> uh as the case may be
0: for sure, yeah, don't uh as as has been mentioned. Real life definitely happens. Uh, you know, we'd all like to, I think, start with the original group. Although maybe people in the original group suck. So, you know, it might not. Maybe you are looking forward to some player rotation. I don't know the situation. But it does happen. Don't let that necessarily end your game. Um, and even with Stan was saying, like, you may not even start with any of the original players that you started with. But the world can keep continuing. And and people will be able to uh, come and go. Um you know, I, I think of it like a like a TV show. Most TV shows obviously have their you know their main cast. Weirdly, The Walking Dead might even be the best example of this, where I think they barely have any of their season one cast left by the time they're in what season ten or eleven. I think there's like two people now. I mean, even oh Rick Grimes got there. killed off. It, it, I think it's Carol and Daryl are the only. I think because Danai Gurira even left recently, so. Um, it, so it's, you know, TV shows don't do that a lot. Obviously there's usually main characters that stay in the whole thing, but it can happen where it's the world and the story of the world and people come and go, you know, frequently. And that, that's kind of how, you know, D and D campaigns could be run. Obviously, you know, players are always the focus, but yeah, I think, uh, player rotation is just going to be a part of the game and part of the DM experiences is dealing with that narratively, but also just dealing with it with, you know, new player personalities and finding out how best to incorporate them and then uh, how best to give your old ones a proper send-off if you're able to do that. All right, I think that will do it for this month's DM Roundtable. Thank you so much to Stan, Christopher, and Genocider for joining me, and thank you to all... Of the patrons. Shout outs to platinum patrons Joe, Will, Thomas, Stan, William, Brandon, Genocider, David, Eclectic, Role Player, role, Christopher, Brian, William, David, Corey, Coet, 1337, Kyle, Matthew, and Big Nut, and Gold patrons RPG, papercrafts Crafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Dead lizard Lion, Sam, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Nathan, Fazak, Tortoise, Scott, Stephanie, Refus, and Carolyn. Thank you all very much for your support. Hope I'll see you all again for next month's DM Roundtable. See you guys.